You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing swell, sire. How about you? I am swell indeed if it was 1952. Swell, daddy-o. Sorry. Well, did I just go back in time? A little bit. Well, we're going to be talking about time travel. I'm really excited. So with this is kind of that weird time where superhero properties are kind of some are going on like secret invasions going on right now. But obviously it hasn't ended. It's about halfway done at the time of recording. So we'll definitely do an episode. I don't know. Ron, have you been watching Secret Invasion? I have not. I kind of wanted to wait until it all came out because I there was just something about the show that made me feel like I can't sit there and watch it one week and then hmm. wait a week so yeah it's and it's short too it's only six episodes or something like that yeah but we also just had the end of gotham knights i, I should do a review i really should it was bad <laughs> oh god and it ends like on a mild cliffhanger so it sucks that they're never gonna go yeah. back to it but uh, and then we also have my adventures with superman with jack quaid started i think last night at the time of recording so i'm gonna have to check that out and see see what that's about i've heard very good things about it so far though but we are sitting here and we wanted to think of something that you know we wanted to talk about something that we haven't talked about in quite some time and that is the arrowverse for those of you guys who don't know the arrowverse is a collection of superhero shows on the cw that ran from about i want to say 2012 to 2023 and it just ended with the flash which is ironic because the dc movie universe just ended with the flash (laughs) unfortunately that movie has now bombed and they're saying that it's going to be a 200 million dollar loss for for warner brothers yeah that's that is tough because i know because of that didn't they say was it the batman movie the batman beyond movie that they were talking about yeah the batman beyond movie yep there's most likely not going to happen now because of the fact of how badly the flash which i'm not it's one of those things like it you kind of thought it was going to do bad i think just because of all the drama involved with the movie it's really hard to figure out exactly where this movie went wrong because we also had uh, elemental the pixar movie that bombed also it's not doing particularly well um and but then you have like spider-verse that that killed it but now indiana jones is not doing particularly well i still have a a i think sean and i were talking about it on cinematic adventures that people just don't go to the movies like they used to yeah and they'll wait till it's streaming. Like, you know, your perfect example, Ronnie, you you know, you have your wife and you have your, your daughter Z now too, because there's there's <laughs> plural. I'm sure you would rather order a movie at home for thirty dollars and, you know, get you know, do food that way than rather than go out like even when I go out with just Melanie, it's like sixty, seventy dollars for movie and, and snacks and all that stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I get it. But in all honesty, like it's still but still that that atmosphere that you want when it comes to a movie, that movie theater atmosphere. And we'll, we all have to admit, no matter how big or how popular 
you know, your movie theater, quote unquote, popcorn from the stores, it's not like it's not it is the at the movie theater. It's definitely not the same. There's, they do, do something like you can make it at your house too. you know, like the current get by the kernels and pop it and still doesn't taste the same as it does. There is at just, a movie theater. There's just something about it. Something about yeah. it. But so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Arrowverse in its entirety. So we're going to talk about the collection of shows, the crossovers, and basically how this is going to go down in, in history, right? It has had a lot of a lot of good and a lot of bad. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite. We're not going to talk about each show individually too much because we, mm-hmm. we did our episode on the end of Arrow. And I'll be honest, I have not watched all of it, all of these Arrowverse shows. Yeah. Some, some I gave up on, unfortunately, which mm-hmm. happens. Uh, I stuck with The Flash. I really stuck with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, God. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was tough. There were tough, tough seasons, tough things to watch. I know you gave up with the, uh, the Flash lightsabers. Yes. Once, oh. that, once that happened, I was done with The Flash. The only thing that I have done with The Flash since was watch the uh, Stephen Amell uh, return. It, yeah, the Stephen Amell return, the it's my party and I'll cry if I want to or whatever. Which was a solid episode for the most part. Yes. But we are going to talk about some of our favorite characters and some of the characters that we just didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. And it was reflected yeah. in the series. Like, you saw some of these yeah. characters disappear pretty quickly. Yes. All right, so let's start with Arrow because this is it's the show that started it all, right? Arrow mm-hmm. starring Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen and... The first season is very straightforward. It is very yeah. it's it's not so superhero ish. No. Do you think the show benefited from that? I think it did. I think it kind of captured a different audience, mm-hmm. right? Because it it definitely was going to capture your superhero loving audience, but the way they did it was just like they they made it seem like he's just a I mean he is just a regular dude just with a lot of money though. You know, but I think they just captivated an audience outside of superheroes by doing what they did and not making it so superhero-y ish. I don't even know. I think I might just created that word, but so I think they benefited from it. And you kind of see in the numbers, like they pulled good numbers for a season one CW superhero show. Yeah, I mean. Originally, this was supposed to be a Batman show. They wanted to do like a young Batman because they had just Smallville had just ended, and they needed something yeah. to to kind of catapult their that that demographic because you had that Supernatural was still going on, so they wanted that that kind of doubling up of the male audience because the CW at the time was was their demographic was very different than it is now, yeah. uh, and that shifted hard with the with the introduction of Arrow because Arrow then they realized that they could do so much with this property. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with obviously Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen. He is probably one of the best casting choices that they ever could have done. Hundred percent agree. I I think when you run through all what's it six shows mm-hmm. and numerous characters in each show, I think he is number one in my opinion. There's a couple other good ones that I know we'll talk about as we go on, but I think like perfect casting. Perfect. So, really quick, just so everybody's clear, the shows that we're going to be primarily focusing on are Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Batwoman. Even though a lot of other shows have 
some general connection to, like especially in Crisis of Infin- Infinite Earths, they had uh, Star Girl was introduced in that on Earth Dude. Two, I believe they they designated. And I know John Wesley's ship was on it a few times. That's a show I yeah. gotta finish because the first season's really good. I, I was struggling with though with the second season, but and then some of the other shows like Titans and Doom Patrol kind of cameoed. But otherwise, we're really just gonna stick Superman to Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. We'll talk about Superman and Lois because that's a whole other issue because that show just ended i want to do a unfortunately ronnie has not watched superman and lois which is fantastic so you should i watched the first season the third season is probably their best season yeah yeah and i didn't stop just so our audience knows i did not stop watching because i didn't like it Mm. i just stopped watching because obviously when there's that long break in between seasons you get distracted by other things. Well, it's in it, It's all on Max, so I, I highly yeah. recommend it. But uh, we'll talk. Superman and Lois was designated as a separate universe, even though it was included in some of the crossover stuff with John Diggle. They did establish that it is its own universe. Superman, like that, is a different Superman and Lois than what we saw in uh, the main Arrowverse. So yeah. we're going to kind of leave them off to the side because that show is also still going on. So I, I'll do. We'll do an episode about it at some point. Yeah. All right. So we have Arrow starting off, and let's talk about some of the characters from Arrow. Obviously, we mentioned Stephen Amell, who throughout the course of the show, like he, he's a very CW actor in the first episodes, like in the first season yeah. especially. Like it is, like it's tough sometimes to see. Yeah. You know, no one can know my secret. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Oliver. Calm, yeah. calm down. Calm down. But uh, in all honesty, like he really does grow into the character and mm-hmm. you know obviously he's the he's the star so it helps that he does eventually grow into it who's the next character you want to talk about we had diggle john diggle is, yeah did played by david ramsey who was supposed um, to get his own show and they they yeah. canceled on that one unfortunately but they did so much wrong with him like like towards the end like the whole green lantern route and then get his own show route and both of those didn't happen which i would have loved to have seen because they teed it up like he was going to be green lantern towards the end with the different nods and cues and everything and i mean i i think it would have been great to introduce him as a green lantern Mm -hmm. uh, and just kept him going because i really did like the character yeah, it's a shame. Like they they really did tee it up. They were really like, oh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna. Yeah. And, and he proved popular enough that they did put him in the comics eventually. But yeah, it's even funnier because he is, he's John Diggle Stewart. Like that's yeah. his, we find out that that's like his stepdad's last name is. He's a general in the army, Stewart. So yeah, like and his his costume became progressively more green. And mm-hmm. it's so annoying. I was we're, that was probably one of the things that that really was just a kick in the face. Mm-hmm. That they finally that like they're like, all right, yeah, here's because they end crisis with him getting the ring. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I can't, I can't open it again. What am I gonna do? Yeah, and you're like, oh, what the hell are they doing? What is this? What is yeah. this? So unfortunately, like. They really did not do his character justice, but he always brought a hundred percent to it. Like he always oh, yeah. killed it. Let's see who do we have to talk about her? I don't want to. Felicity. Yeah, let's talk about Felicity. I am going to be the person that always argues that I hated the Oliver and Felicity ship that that developed. Yes, I. Oh, well, I don't know if I always hated it. I think 
I kind of I kind of liked it in the beginning, and then they just too much drama with, with them got you know it was like every it was like drama 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 oh let's make up drama 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 oh let's make up and like that's when it was just like done I'm done you know like like at first you know you have a little drama get back together kind of thing perfect leave it at that you know a lot of there's a lot of relationships like that yeah but just to continuously repeat that just oh my god it was so like for no reason it was because the fans got rabid over it and like the online community really shipped the olicity as it was called I preferred him with Laurel, and that is also comic accurate, so it bothers yeah. me that that was like something that was just completely brushed aside. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I'd rather they, I get doing their own thing, and obviously Stephen Amell and, and Emily Bet Rick, Emily Bet Ricards, who I do like, yeah. I, I think she's a fine actress, they have great chemistry, and she was only supposed to be a one-off character, but then she, she was so popular that, she, that they kept her. But yeah. I really just I didn't like their pairing. No. But I, I was a much bigger fan of Laurel Lance, who was played by Katie Cassidy. Not just because I, I mm-hmm. love Katie Cassidy, but we actually got two versions of Laurel Lance. We got the original, yep. who does become the Black Canary. And I remember when we when that first got announced, we were kind of like, oh, it's a little yeah. soon. But then she got like her ass kicked for like ninety two episodes first, and like she she built yep. up to it. And I think that was a much a, a better idea. And then they killed her off. Yeah. That was a big thing at the time. Damien's are killing her. Yeah. What was that season? That was a little surprise. Season four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she get she returns in Flash when they start traveling the multiverse. Because mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to explain to somebody how you watch these shows. It used to be pretty easy. It nah. was you watch seasons one and two of Arrow, then yeah. you watch it's season three of Arrow and season one of Flash. Season four and season two, and it and it, it went that way. And then once you introduce yeah. like Legends and Supergirl, luckily was kind of its own thing and doing its own thing, which is fine. Yeah, I, I think even for Supergirl and the Flash, when they did cross over, there was something wrong with the episodes so that it didn't line up exactly to where yeah, one of the shows true. was. I th- I, I don't know. Yeah, if one of them went had to go on a hiatus. I think Supergirl had to go on a hiatus. I feel like for some reason because of something to do with. Sp- like sports going on, stupid sports, and it's sports. Because I think it was like, well, actually, no, could it have been? I'm trying to think. It wasn't season one of Supergirl with the crossover, was it? A Flash. I want to say it was season two. Yeah, I want to say it was season it's two season... of the Flash because. But for uh... Supergirl, what season was that? Season one. That was when it was on CBS. CB... So yeah, so it must have been some sort of sports thing got interrupted its pattern. And it must have threw off a week because I think it was like a week behind or something like that. Yeah, but it was like a big deal at the time. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's yeah, it's season one of Supergirl. It doesn't say when. Uh, I don't know. It's the yeah. oh wait. Well, officially not part of the, the crossover versus Zoom. The 18th episode of the second season of The Flash featured Barry entering and exit the breach to Earth 38. So yeah. yeah. All right, second season. So season two of Flash. Yes. All yeah. right. So going back though. One of the characters that they introduced in Arrow that I really liked, and I, I just they they eventually did dirty was Roy Harper. Mm. We were big Roy Harper fans when when he got introduced. Yes. They introduced him very differently. Like, yeah, he's he's still a thief, and uh, you know they pay homage to, which is terrible. They they make reference to the heroin addiction that Roy Harper yeah. went through when he's like, I don't like needles, but they gave him superpowers for that for the the second season. 
Yeah. And then he became actual Arsenal in the third season. And him and him and Stephen Amell were great together. I loved that dynamic. Oh, yeah. Again, he's one they did dirty because he was in it. And you thought, like, all right, he's the sidekick. He's going to be, you know, the Robin to, you know, Batman and everything. And then they kind of were like, you know what? Nah, instead of you, let's make it Thea. And then it went from Thea back to him. Then it went from him to Mia. Yeah, and like, let's also mention that his costume was probably one of the best on the shows. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And then like when Oliver goes missing during season three after he fights Ra's al Ghul, he kind of takes over, which was a mm-hmm. good moment. I would have been okay if they made him Red Arrow at some point because that's the evolution of Roy Harper. He goes speedy. Arsenal, then Red Arrow, because yeah. it's derivative. But, we, you know, we talked about it in our Arrow episode. We we really did like him, but mm-hmm. it just, the, the writing wasn't there. And sometimes it's the actors. Like, Colton Haynes was struggling a lot off camera Mental. with yeah. his own stuff. And he was he was very open and honest about it. He's like, I need to take some time. And that's yeah. what, that's also what I hate about some of the, like, we'll talk about it when we get to Flash, because I, I have thoughts on one of the Flash characters. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's see. We also had uh, Sarah Lance who became the, the just the Canary. She was never known as the Black Canary, and then she becomes White Canary on Legends. Yes. We'll talk about her more for Legends. Is that okay? Oh, 100%. Okay, thank God. We have Malcolm Merlin, played by John Barrowman, who was around for quite some time, and yep. he he was always a pleasure when he was on. Oh, yeah. He, he was one of my favorite like villains that we've ever, that we've had in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. Let's see some other really notable ones. Thea Queen we mentioned, who mm-hmm. some some seasons I liked her, and then other seasons I just couldn't stand her. Yeah, and then suddenly she became like a badass ninja warrior because she found out that Malcolm right. Merlin was her dad. Yeah. Oh wait, my daddy knows how to do all this stuff. Look I know, at that. Right? Magically, I do too. I remember it's like the the first time that the arrow like tries to go intimidate her because of something, and she like starts fighting him. He's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And of course, we cannot not mention Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, played by Manu Bedit. Mm. See, all right, so really quick, I will throw it out there that season two of Arrow is their peak, their best season. You 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 can I, argue, you can go for it. I, I I think I'm gonna agree with that. I think season two overall was was the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think with Deathstroke, you know, that's when we get the start of Roy Harper as well. There there was a lot of things that kind of got introduced in season two that kind of stuck throughout the whole show. Even though Deathstroke is what, season that's really it, season two, and then kind of like makes appearances randomly. Yeah. In like season three and season five or I think it was. But, I mean, because of what happens in, you know, season two kind of, like, progresses for the rest of, you know, the next, what, six seasons or so? Mm-hmm. That sounds about accurate. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. But we also had some really good villains. We had Ra's al Ghul, played by Matt Nabel, mm-hmm. who's who, who, he wasn't bad. Like, he was okay. No. Let's see. Damien Dark, who I think Damien Dark was much better on some of the other shows, unfortunately. Yes. Let's see. Prometheus, Adrian Chase. Adrian Chase, Prometheus, prob- and that that season five is also probably one of their best I, seasons. That's why when you said season two, and I hesitated a little bit I, because I was thinking of season five, but 
I, I think season two edges out season five by a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Let's see. They also introduced Dinah Drake in season five. Mm-hmm. Renee Ramirez is Wild Dog. Curtis Holt was introduced in this show. Like they they did a lot. Ricardo Diaz. Yeah. Ricardo Diaz was a terrible villain. Yeah, they, they made him seem like he was going to be like the end all be all, but like he just wasn't that good. No, and like I feel like they could have, but for some reason. They kind of just like pushed him under the rug mm-hmm. almost. I will say best Stephen Amell moment was actually not in Arrow. It was in Elseworlds when he when they meet <laughs> Superman for the first time and he puffs yeah. his chest and they call him on it. I think Barry's like, are you puffing your chest up? He goes, yes, because it's <laughs> yeah. like also when he keeps arguing about about Batman being real, because that was really the first yeah. time they even mentioned Batman. And that mm-hmm. was like a big deal at the time. They mentioned yeah. Bruce Wayne, though. Remember, the, what was it? When oh, yeah. they released the photo of him as the Green Arrow while he's the mayor? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, do you want to give Arrow a rating? Or do, or do you want to just skip Star City ratings for, at this point? We'll give you Star City ratings for it. I don't remember what we did in our actual Arrow episode, but I'm going to give it a four. It's still super yeah. solid. Really good. Like, not, you know what? Let, I'm going to say it. None of these shows are bad. Except Batwoman. Yeah. Spoiler. We did not like Batwoman. <laughs> Batwoman really struggled with what it wanted to be. Yes. But um, anyway, let's let's move down though. We have, of course, the Flash. Now, mm-hmm. full full disclosure, Ronnie has not finished the Flash. No. So I have there will be mild spoilers, nothing too crazy, and we'll kind of talk about where Flash ended its run. So it went for nine seasons. So it went longer than Arrow did. Arrow did what? Seven? Eight, eight seasons. And I think they both benefited from the fact that this is going to be our last season. Okay. When you know it's going to be your last season, it gives you time to really write it well and and Mm -hmm. try and tie up loose ends. Not everything gets tied up. It is what it is. But yeah. So let's talk season. We'll start season one, obviously, with Barry Allen, played by Grant Gustin, introduced in three episodes of Arrow, I want to say he did. Yeah. And something like that. Oh my god, like Flash the Flash was so good to start. Yeah, it, it definitely it this is one of the shows that like season 1 was fantastic, season 2 was really good and then like it start and then like from there it you saw like a big drop coming. Yeah, once uh, once the cast really started to shift and yeah. the focus was not on Barry as much, you know, the Flash, it started to kind of whimper for me. Yeah. Um, also, like some of the best characters were taken out out of this show and put onto other shows. Yeah. So let's start with obviously Grant Gustin. We're big fans of. He really grew yes. into the row, into the row, into the role. <laughs> into, the <bow>. into the <laughs> row. Apparently, he also does boating, but yep, he always looked the character he was he was just he was likable and i will say though that his suits went through weird phases yes what was it like season i think it's like season five where he gets like the really doofy looking helmet yeah where it's like an actual helmet like almost like a captain america helmet and then the best one nothing nothing funnier than when they tried to convince us that he was taking off this mask and it would jump cut to him having the mask down so yeah. he'd, he'd like play with the bottom of it, like right by his eyes. And then it would just cut to him having it completely off. <laughs> but obviously he does a great job. And there, there was never like, 
He didn't have a lot of growing pains, though, like Stephen Amell did. Yeah. Like, he started off likable and adorkable is the phrase where, you know, he's just a, he's a nerd, yeah. a loser. But, like, we, we all root for him. And mm-hmm. they did not shy away from the trauma that he endures in this show. No, yeah. not at all. But uh, moving down, we have Iris West, played by Candace Patton. She's one of those characters that started to get very unlikable as the show went on. Yeah. I remember, like I said, like what season was the lightsabers? Was that six? It was either seven or eight. I think it was seven. No. Seven? Wow. I Maybe, remember. I don't know. Maybe eight? No. Huh. It, wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. Wow. Feels like it was. Yeah. I want to say it was season eight. Because, <laughs> right. yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but she's just kind of, she went downhill quick. She was fine in season one and two. And yeah. then obviously season three, they're kind of dealing. Because I was just watching a Flashpoint on theirs to get ready for oh, okay. our Flashpoint episode. And yeah, it was it was rough. It was a little rough. But I did I did enjoy, like they, they have great chemistry. They work well together. I still don't know how yeah. they were able to afford a fancy loft in a city like that on their salaries, but okay. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think Barry mentions where he got it from or so, at some point, but I was still just too annoyed by it. Yeah. Um, but you also, like, I think it was the, the one line that everybody harped on was when she said, we are the Flash. Oh, God, the yeah. internet lit her up on that one. Like, no, you 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 got nothing to do with speed here. Yeah, it's not you, sweetheart. But anyway, yeah. let's see. Some of our more, yeah, then we have uh, Cisco, played by, where's his name? Oh, my God, I forgot Cisco's actual name. Where? Cisco Ramon by Carlos Valdez. Oh, it's because he's not under this character list. That's really annoying. Really? I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, that's really annoying. But anyway, and we also have Caitlin Snow played by Daniel Panamaker. They got. Re- I really liked them in yeah. like season three, four, and then once Cisco went through that whole "I don't want to have powers anymore" phase, but I still want to be a superhero. Like it didn't make mecha. Yeah. What was it? Mecha vibe. He went for a yeah, while. Right? Yeah. And then obviously he. What do you call it? Emo phase. <laughs> oh God! There. Remember when him and Barry were like fighting for a, a while after Flashpoint, yeah. and it was just it was hard. Like I remember it was even in in the Elseworld, not the Elseworlds, Christ on Earth X cameo crossover that they meant that they're still fighting at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that was that was painful that one, but mm-hmm. let's talk some of their villains because Flash actually had some really good villains and some that oh, yeah. some that stayed the entire time. Like nobody in Arrow really stayed villainy for the whole thing. No, but uh, we have obviously Eobard Thawne, the Reverse Flash, played by both Tom Cavanaugh and Matt Lesher. Not to take anything away from Matt Lesher, but Tom Cavanaugh kills it as Eobard oh. Thawne. I didn't like what they did to him in the last couple of seasons where he comes back. He's like almost goofy. Yeah. Like, he was menacing in the first season. Oh, yeah. Again, I think he's another one that just, when you think of Arrowverse and you think of villains, Tom Cavanaugh, you know. Oh, the, the, vo- the voice effects, the the, the yeah. vibrating that he always did. Like, it was always, always a treat when he played. Yes. They did change his costume, though, at the end. Did you know that? No. So, in the last season... In the, the first five episodes, is called Armageddon, and it's one of the crossovers where they pull all the characters from other shows onto The Flash. They do like five episodes, and he switches places with Barry. So he's The Flash, and Barry's The Reverse Flash. So they mm-hmm. gave Barry a full yellow outfit, like completely yellow. Yeah. And then when they switched back, Tom Cavanaugh was wearing the full yellow instead of like the yellow and like the, 
it was like a greenish black almost. Yeah. And it was just goofy looking. I hated it. Like, because <laughs> he, he just killed it in that look and it was always so good. Yeah. But some of the villains, though, did not land very well. I liked Zoom. Zoom was really cool. Yeah. They did him dirty, though, in in the series finale, unfortunately, where mm-hmm. like he's one of the most menacing beings and he gets like taken out really easily. And yeah. then we have Savitar in season three, who mm-hmm. we were all like, who's like, what's going on? How's it? You know, and yeah, Savitar was fine. I thought he was a really cool effect. They did a good job with that. Let's see. The Thinker, Clifford DeVoe. Yeah. Oh, God. And that was that was the Ralph Dibney season where then they yeah. find who unfortunately got kicked off the show, which still mm-hmm. like that was oh, come on. Uh, Let's yeah, see. I'm, tr- I'm just going through all the wells. Cicada. Oh, God, he was a terrible villain. Yeah. Which was unfortunate because I, I like Chris Klein, but Cicada mm-hmm. was a rough villain. And then like, yeah. there was like Cicada, too. It was like the yeah. daughter from the future. Then we had, uh, let's see, let's see. I just saw it, too. It's going to drive me crazy. Mirror Monarch. Oh, uh, Mirror Mistress. Eva McCulloch. Oh. Yeah, spin on Mirror Master. That was the COVID. Yeah. That was when COVID happens because I remember they took yeah. the last three episodes and they made it the beginning of the next season. Let's mm-hmm. see. In season seven, they introduced Mark Blaine, also known as Chill Blaine. Oh my God, I hated him. I was not a big fan. Oh, but anyway. And then that's pretty much all the villains. I like they do a good job for the most part. Like I'm, I'm pretty much into it. Yeah. Again, if you're comparing Arrow and the Flash, Arrow's villains were far superior to the Flash because with the Flash, you really only had. In my opinion, like Reverse Flash, Eobarthon mm-hmm. as like the villain, like that you can remember off the top of your head. While with Arrow, you know, there's the numerous ones that we went over before that I think are just outshine the Flash ones. Mm-hmm. But what do you want to give uh, give the Flash? So I mean, for me, it's a it's a little step below Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I would put. I think I have Arrow at 4.5, so Flash is like a 4. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Because, again, out of nine seasons, more than half are are good seasons to really good seasons. And then, like I said, they're in the heat of the moment, their villains are good. But, like, overall, looking at it, it's like, you know, these people are kind of eat their all virtually the same like all your speedsters you have like four different speedsters a lot of speedsters yeah as your villains and it's just like do something different do something new you know and then they introduced like godspeed who looked really cool but they i don't i could not tell you his story because it was so convoluted and complicated and involved time travel and usually they're pretty good with their time travel rules like here are the rules like when they introduced Nora, especially, they, they had to be very careful, which was fun. Yeah. I, I liked when they introduced Nora. Bart was hit or miss. Sometimes I really liked yeah. him, and other times I was like, oh my god, he's so annoying. Which is, that, that's mm-hmm. the character, though. But overall, what are you, you going to Star City rating it? Four. Four? So a four also, but a, a, a lesser four than Arrow. Oh, no. Arrow's a four or five. Oh, you gave Arrow a four or five. Excuse me. I gave yes. Arrow a four. I'm going to yes. give this one a three and a half. I still really mm-hmm. like it. It's it's so it's very good, but in all honesty, like it just the last season. Even though like they did a very good job for most of these shows, like not killing the main character. Yeah. Arrow being one of the exceptions, 
but like it's still like it it ends openly like with him yeah with him because in the comics barry allen at one barry allen's died a few times like he dies in crisis which they pay homage Mm -hmm. to and then he becomes like the lightning bolt that hit him at one point to cause like the a paradox loop but in this he kind of he actually gives power to a bunch of people like randomly i was like what are you doing barry stop (laughs) it but let's talk supergirl supergirl was an interesting show yeah so it started off season one was actually on the CBS, not on the CW. And they were mm-hmm. same creative team behind it. And nobody knew if they were ever going to cross over or be a part of it. Cause it, yeah. they were very adamant that it was not part of their, that universe until world's finest. Yeah. And that was probably one of the best episodes of the Arrowverse. Yes. I will never not laugh at the line where Callista Flockhart's Cat Grant goes, you look like the ethnically diverse but non-threatening cast of a CW show. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I will never not laugh at that. And she she was such a gift to that show. And when I think when Cat Grant left in season – she was in season three but not too much. Yeah. That was when the show started to kind of lose its luster for me. Mm-hmm. But we have Kara Danvers, played by Melissa Benoist, who – I, I think she does a, she does a fantastic job. Yes, like she is just she's really good. She's mm-hmm. likable. She's she's got all the super qualities that you want. And I I liked her on Glee. I'll be honest. I watched Glee. She was on yeah. it, and and I really enjoyed it. And her and Grant Gustin, whenever they were on screen together, they ate it up in the best possible. Oh, yeah. They were probably. And like they always had a chemistry where it wasn't ever romantic. It was always like we're like we're like best friends. Yeah. And it always worked. And it made sense that she was invited to their wedding and like all this stuff. So I, I really did like, especially when she worked with some of the other characters. Yeah. We had Alex Danvers played by Chyler Lay. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know where she's from, she was the main character of Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, they didn't, they kind of stumbled with Alex what they wanted to do, especially towards the end, because they had this tendency to also make every character into a superhero. Yeah. One of the worst is uh, Cecile Horton from uh, Flash. She becomes a character named mm. Virtue, and her costume yes. is atrocious. It is rough to look at. But anyway, yeah. they do make Alex into some sort of superhero. I forget what she's called, but uh, Sentinel. Sentinel, that's right. But uh, she was more fun when she was the head of the uh, the DO. Was it the DOA? The DEO. DEO, because in Superman yes. and Lois, it's the DOD. Yes. Oh, stupid. But <laughs> anyway. We have David Harewood playing John Jones. He was the, mm-hmm. that first season where it was like, who is he? What is he? Oh, he's the Marshman Hunter. Really cool. And the, the effects yeah. were great with him. They did a great job on his effects. Uh, for, for a CW show, like, I mean, even for any show, really, they did a great job. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely, I dug it. We had, mm-hmm. let's see, James Olsen played by McCad Brooks. First season, I liked him. Then they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, they kind of kept flipping him around. Like, is he going to be the love interest? Is he going to be, you know, just a reporter? Thank God they got rid of the they got rid of the love interest thing after the first season. Yeah. And then it's, you know, then it was he's guardian. Then he's the CEO of Catco and then this. And it's like, just stick to one thing, because, like, I think that's the downfall of this Jimmy Olsen, because I think, at least for me, like, I liked him throughout his entirety of on um, being on the show, but, like, mm-hmm. it was one of those, like, I felt bad, because it's, like, 
he's getting pulled in 18 different directions because the writers and the producers don't know what to do with him. Right. They have, because he's a big name. If you know comic books and you know Superman and all that stuff, it's Jimmy Olsen. Like, that's a big name. And they didn't know what to do with him. They, I think they just wanted to use a Jimmy Olsen name, you know, just to have a Superman tie in to Supergirl to make it more popular. I think I also, I thought it was a good idea though. Like in all honesty, it was like, Hey, let's, let's take Jimmy Olsen, who is typically not exactly the, no, the biggest, toughest guy. And let's make him into like this strong, confident, handsome dude. And I was like, all right, I can get behind it. And I like McCad Brooks for the most part. He was great in Mortal Kombat. Some of his own personal politics annoy me because, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they just didn't know what to do with him after the first season. Once they made him yeah. not a love interest, he had nothing to do. I hate to say because they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Uh, we have Winslow Shot Jr., a.k.a. Win, played by Jeremy mm-hmm. Jordan. He was probably my favorite character on that show. Yeah. He, he was always fun. He was the nerd. He was like the and he was also hopelessly in love with Kara the first season. Yeah. And like I really she was he was just so good. And. I, what does he go? He goes to like the future or something like that, and he becomes a hero yeah. there, like uh, the new toy man and stuff like that. He came back in season five, I think. He took season four off, and in season five mm-hmm. he was back. In season six he was back, not full time though. I think just as like more of a guest role. Yeah. We have Lena Luther played by Katie McGrath. I liked mm-hmm. her. I, I yeah. They they pushed the whole not telling Kara. Or not telling, you know, Kara not telling the secret for a while. It was very Smallville in that regard. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because she has a very thick accent in real life. So yeah. she's playing. Sometimes you'd hear, do you know what movie she was in? Come on, you can do this. She suffers a gr- she suffers a gruesome death in it. She's the nanny what? or like the, the assistant in Jurassic World who gets right, yes. pulled up by the pterodactyls and then eaten by the giant thing as she's getting eaten yes. by the pterodactyls. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's like a brutal death. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We have Monel played by Chris Wood, who I believe is real-life husband now to Melissa Benoist. Melissa Benoist had another sure. yeah, another <laughs> guy who she was like in, involved with who came on the show. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was only on for an episode. I liked Monel, and I liked his costume when he came back with like his like super esque costume. Yes, they did a good job, like creating a lot of tension between the two of them because they were what opposite species. He was a Daxamite, she was a Kryptonian, and they're like they're yeah. They didn't get along because of it, which is hilarious considering where this show goes. Yeah. Some other big characters. We'll do Brainiac Five, played by Jesse Rath, mm-hmm. who he he was fine. I like I, yeah. I liked him. I liked Rain, the character Rain in season three. She was a great villain. Yeah. Let's see. Ben Lockwood, Agent Liberty, played by Sam Witwer, who I'm a big fan of. They mm-hmm. introduced Lex Luthor in the show, and we talked about it during our Lex Luthor episode. We were big fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he was he was devilish, and I liked it. Let's see. Another big one. Nia Nall, played by Nicole Maines, who also guest starred on a lot of the other shows. She was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with her, per se. It was... All right, so let's let's talk about this really quick. Supergirl got very woke very aggressively. Yes. Now, I don't have a problem necessarily about addressing real-world issues on television shows. However, mm-hmm. comma, is Supergirl, your superhero TV show, the the one to do it? Now, comics have been tackling some some more diversity type things and i and i get it i really i truly yeah. do. Like you see you watch a movie like Black Panther and that's part of the the narrative. And yeah. I I get it. But it became 
very one-sided in its in its politics and i don't yes. you know I, I, that's neither we're not going to discuss our politics personally because then ronnie will never end the podcast episode but <laughs> you know even ronnie and i who have been close friends for years we differ in our political opinions but never to mm-hmm. the point where we're going to punch each other in the face yet 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 <laughs> yeah but like in all honesty they 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 push they have an agenda that they start really pushing it's probably around season four ish that it really starts to end it's Hit, the, yeah it's the only thing that keeps going throughout the entire show yeah it's again do what you want be who you who you who you want but when i am watching a tv show mm-hmm. i do not need it in my face for half the episode every episode yeah and like we want to we want to we want to enjoy yeah. we want to disconnect from all of that yes right because what's what's her face alex danvers mm-hmm. right they, they like she's this badass girl mm-hmm. right and they yet they like i feel like since maybe season two i want to say their first on the cw they started pushing like all this relationship drama with her throughout the whole thing and it's like what happened to season one badass alex danvers mm-hmm. you know like like still give me that with this relationship stuff but don't keep throwing it in your face and then it was with her and then this one's you know this and then this one's that and then this one's this and it's like it was a lot let's, yeah, it was it, just, yeah it was just we, we don't we don't need that mm-hmm. all that that much so anyway, let's let's Star City rating for Supergirl. I'm gonna give it a three. It's above average. Uh, it, it works for me. I like it enough. I can rewatch a lot of it, which always is a testament. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd go around the three mark for this. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely not one of my favorites. I this is towards the bottom of the six for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so let's talk about one of my personal favorites. We got Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. I would I, Legends of Tomorrow was so so much fun. And once they mm-hmm. figured out what they wanted to be, they leaned into it in the best possible way. Now it it, it did have it did have some some misses. Yeah. But let's talk about some of our some of our favorites, some of the highlights. So first and foremost, mm-hmm. Season one is not the show. The show did not discover what it was more season two into season three. That's when the show finally kind of started to figure out what it wanted to be. And a big part of that was getting rid of the Hawk Girl and Hawkman characters. That and getting rid of Rip Hunter. Yeah. So Rip, it's funny because like you watch that first season, it is a totally different show. Yeah. So Rip Hunter basically collects this mis- mix match, you know, group of heroes because apparently misfits, misfits. yeah, legends, <laughs> and he promises yeah. them that this is like they're they're going to be like the best, like crazy super powered, blah blah blah, and it turns out because history never needs them, like they are not yeah. important. So yeah. it, it's it's an interesting dynamic. So we got Martin Stein and uh, let's see, and Jax as Firestorm collectively. The death of Martin Stein was rough. Yeah, that was uh, what 
crisis on Earth X. Yeah, that was Earth X, okay. and that's that's also when Jax had to leave the show. Unfortunately, I liked Jax too, which was yeah, it was a shame. But they were they were a great team. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray Palmer, the Adam, played by Brandon Routh, who was introduced in Arrow. I want to say, yeah, and he he was always fun. I we like. He, he lasted a long time, too. I think he didn't even want to leave the show, but like the producers kind of pushed him out, which was a shame. Oh, we, yeah. we mentioned Rip Hunter, who's only in the show for three seasons. I didn't even realize that. Like, yeah. Not even half the show. Sarah Lance, who probably became the main character, arguably. Yeah. We mentioned... Definitely. Yeah, and we, we really do. Like, Sarah Lance was one of those characters that I just love so much, especially the episode yeah. when they first introduced Constantine to her, or into yeah. Legends, because he was already in Arrow, and we'll talk about that in a second. But having him and her, like that first episode was still one of my favorite episodes of the yes. show. We mentioned the Hawks. They were very important mm-hmm. in season one, and then we hated them. Yeah. We had, they, uh, yeah. No need for them. <laughs> and we have probably your favorite Arrowverse character, Mick Rory, a.k.a. Heatwave. A hundred percent. We loved Heatwave, and yes. every season he was always just so good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure. What's his name in real life? Help me out here. Dominic Purcell. Yeah, he was a little vocal about the show towards the end, especially. I want to say. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't the happiest. Yeah, he, and he wasn't even in season seven, which is a shame. I don't you think. Know, he, I think that's kind of when I stopped watching it. I want to say was after he left. I I, I want to say is around when I stopped watching it. I think I watched all or six seasons, and then here and there. Since then? Yeah, I think season seven is kind of where... I think I watched a couple of the first episodes, but then I just... I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the problem with this show is they started creating original characters. Characters that that weren't in comics, and that that really started to lose me. Yeah. We had... Oh, we have... Let's talk about Leonard Snart, Captain Cold. Yeah. Dies a hero in season one. Yeah. He was great on Flash. He was a lot of fun. Anytime he was, anytime he and Barry had a scene together, what was the one where they were like they were working together to steal something, and Barry's yeah. like Snart, and Snart looks over Barry, like yeah, right. What is he, and what does he always say? Make the plan, put the plan into action, oh. throw the plan away when everything goes to hell. And like he he was just a lot of fun. And then they introduced his variant from Earth X, who was the opposite of him. Like it was yeah. awesome. He was Citizen Leo. Cole. Yeah, Leo Snart. And I, I wish that they had done more with Leonard Snart, but I know he was also going through a lot of stuff too, personally. We have Amaya Jiwei, also known as Vixen, from the Justice Society, because they do introduce the Justice Society of America in this one. Yeah. We have Nate Haywood, probably our favorite character. I was gonna say he was definitely your favorite. He he was he was a favorite for me. I like I re- yeah. he was so different in the in his sec in the second season than he eventually turned into, which is crazy. Yes. We have Zari who grew I Zari really grew on me. Yeah. And they have the two ver- the variants of Zari because at the end of I think it was like season four, they have to reset the timeline in some regards. So it ended up with yeah. like two different Zaris and they introduced the brother Bayrod. Who also yeah. like instead of Zari, because she was she turned into like an influencer type character who eventually does yeah. join. It's very confusing. Time travel. Let's <laughs> see. I forget Wally West was on the show. He was really good. He was much better on this show. We didn't even talk about Wally West for Flash. Well, that's because Wally West on Flash was terrible. Oh my god, I hated Wally. I hated yeah. The and I think we've talked about it. The fact that they made him a twenty-one-year-old character. 
Yeah. Like it was just, it's, it was dumb. It's kid flash, not like, like fresh out of college flash. Yeah. They, they should have had him. They should have done like a Roy Harper, made him a little bit younger, like high school age and, yeah. and gone from there. Like I, I hate, and he was just like, then he got like very new agey and like, it was a very, mm-hmm. it was very reflective of the act. Excuse me, of yep. the actor himself too, which, yeah, well, unique. Do what you do outside of acting, but it drives me crazy when an actor portrays the character that they're supposed to be portraying with their own internal characteristics. Yeah, like it, it, it boggles my. We have to make this character this because the actor is this. No, the the actor's acting. Like. Yeah. Why do we need to adjust the character for the actor? The actor should be adjusting for the character. That's just my opinion. Yeah. It is what it is. But he was much better on this show, but he was only on for one season. Yeah. I think he was too powerful to be on to be a character on this show. And that's why making him younger would have been better. Yeah, because again, this shows a bunch of misfits with again, when it started off, it wasn't really any of them had powers. They were all just like human beings that could just either fight or they had a heat gun or a cold gun or a suit to make him smaller. But you know, like, and then with him, it's, he's a meta human. Yeah. It was, it was just weird. It was just yeah. weird. And I don't know why you're holding on to it so much. And then we have John Constantine and probably one of the best additions to the legends in my very, very humble opinion. Yeah, we know you, you gotta, you know what, you know what they say. A hard on for uh, John Matt, Constantine. Oh yeah, my God, yes, he's one of my favorite characters of all time. Like I yeah. met and I met Matt Ryan; he was really cool. But uh, he he told Melanie to stop being so mean to me. <laughs> we have Charlie, also known as Clotho, and the she was played by the same actress as who was it? Uh, Amaya? Was it Amaya? Yeah, yeah. And that was just their way of bringing the character back, which was nice, and I thought that was a good good touch. Yeah. We have Mona Wu, also known as Wolfie. I hated Mona. Yeah, she was the first attempt at them adding a character for funsies, and it just didn't work. No, I don't want to keep going. There's so many characters, but Nora there's a lot. Dark. Of, Nora Dark, Ava, Ava. I didn't like Ava. Ava. I yeah, like she was okay, but in all honesty, she was just not. No. Yeah, and then and then uh, made her a a clone or whatever. Yeah, like right? she's like a, a some yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. They also introduced the other Zari, Bayrod, and Astra, the character from Constantine who starts the mm-hmm. whole show, eventually does join them, which was Yeah. which is interesting too, but uh, Oh, not. and don't forget Gary. Oh, and Gary, Gary Green, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird that yeah. Gary's only listed as in two seasons, but he was in the show forever. So you know what? He was a regular. Wasn't he a regular in the early seasons and then he just kind of made random appearances towards the end? He was a main character season six and seven. He was recurring three through five. Oh, okay. All right. I flipped it. Yeah. And we found out that he's actually an alien. Yeah. So that that was also when the show really yeah. jumped the shark and just... Yeah, but he was arrested, and then there was a robot clone of him. Again, stupid. I can't. Yeah. But, and then, of course, they got rid of Constantine and had Matt Ryan play another character named Gwyn Davies, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Why? Why have? But (laughs) I do remember one of my favorite episodes is when they go back to Star City in, like, a different time, and Oliver is missing an arm, and, like, he's all, like, 
yeah, very like Batman Return of the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Returns. Right. Yeah. But I want to say that they had some of the best villain stuff when they introduced the Legion of Doom. Oh yeah. The Legion of Doom was a lot of fun. And yep. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> like they they were much better together. What was it? Malcolm Merlin, Eobard Thawne, and uh, Damien Dark. Damien Dark, yeah. I want to yeah. say there was one more with them, but I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. But yeah, they were Was it Savage? No, Vandal Savage died in the in the second one. I thought he came back for that. No. Mm, I don't think so. But maybe not. But they had the Black Flash come back in, which was great. Yep. But I'm trying to think. And Snart, yeah. Snart yeah. starts the bad guy in that too, I forgot. But uh, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow, what do you want to give it? Because we still have two more shows and we're pushing an hour. Legends Legends of Tomorrow, I'd probably give a 3.5. I'm going to give it a 4. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just, once it figured out what it wanted to do, it was just mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. And I think they had more fun with Gorilla Grodd than The Flash did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the Barack Obama episode. The, <laughs> oh, what was it? The George Lucas episode, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they made it work, and it was always a lot of fun. But yeah. let's talk about probably the two shows that we are least familiar with. Yeah. We got, um, yeah, we got Black Lightning and Batwoman. Now, I yeah. watched all of season one of both of those shows. I, I, I know I watched two seasons of Black Lightning. I can't remember if I... About season three of Black Lightning, but I... I, I did like Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was one of those, like, it was part of the CW, like, Arrowverse, but at the same time, it wasn't. Like, yeah. there wasn't really too much, like, connection to the other shows or anything like that, other than what crossover was he in. He was in Crisis is when they introduce him. And um, he just kind of appears at one point, yeah. and, he, and he helps them out, and then he becomes part of the Justice League, and he he does pop in every once in a while. But I I did enjoy the show. It had a very unique look to it. It had a very mm-hmm. it, I actually really did enjoy it. I should finish it at some point, but uh, yeah, I, I dug it. So I'm I I, I don't want to give it a Star City rating because I haven't watched enough of it. That's that's fair. I mean, again, out of the out of the two seasons I watched, I would definitely put this at like a three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, uh, so I'm not going to do one, but for Batwoman, which, oh my God, it got so bad. I tried. I tried. It was like a one. I'm going to give it a two and that's, (laughs) that's it. Like it's below average and it should have been really good, but it's not, nobody wanted that. Yeah. It it came out of left field. Like it was like, everyone's like, oh, Batman, Batman, Batman. Guys, guess what? We're going to give you Batwoman. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. But that's well, also oh, why, maybe, like, a maybe they'll do this, and then they'll give us Batman. But that's also <laughs> like a show. Why a show like Gotham Knights just didn't work because we don't want to see that. We want to see Batman. Yeah. When we hear Gotham, we want to see Batman, or at least like Robin. I'm I'm really upset that Superman and Lois is doing so well, and to the point where they kept it instead of Gotham Knights, even though they slashed the budget. Yeah. It was doing much better. I would like. It shows that a Batman show would work on the CW, but they just don't. Warner Brothers has always been very strange with stuff like that. So even like when they finally introduced Superman into Super Supergirl, like that was a big deal, and Tyler Hecklin killed it. But 
let's talk some of the crossovers to, to ends because there are these are the following crossovers flash versus arrow which is two episodes it's their first crossover the brave and the bold and flash versus arrow though that was like a big deal when it happened yes and i still love barry and oliver's actual fight Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. We have Heroes Join Forces, which is the backdoor pilot to Legends, which is Legends yep. of Yesterday and Legends of Today. World's Finest, which is he, Barry accidentally goes into Kara's universe, probably one of the best episodes of the shows. Yeah. Invasion, which is like the <laughs> first big one with the, the Dominators. Yeah. Duet, which is just Flash and Supergirl, where they fight the Music Meister. It was basically Glee, but with... It was oh, it was fun though. I I liked it. Again, they they work so well together that it's you know they were both ugly too, which is even funnier. Yeah, Crisis on Earth X, which was solid. The the wedding of Barry oh, and Iris, yeah. and you know the, the Nazi universe. Um, <laughs> Elseworlds, which is where they you know it's alternate stories, which was a lot. This mm-hmm. one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is obviously their big one. Armageddon and it's my party, and I'll die if I want to. So, out of all of that, what's the one that probably stands out the most to you? I, I might have to go with... Mm, I know, it's tough. Crisis, I want to say it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And we, I, we did an I episode think, on Crisis, too, so I'll, I'll have to link that somewhere. Yeah, I think that might be the best one. I think it, it's a couple different things. I mean, you had Kevin Conroy... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, it, you know, Robert. Wool. We got the, yeah. I mean, like, there's so much. There's so much in that episode and everything that I like. I want to say, like, that has to be that that's got to be my my number one. All right. So all these are the following things that were introduced in Christ on Infinite Earth into the Arrowverse continuity. Mm-hmm. The Batman 1966 show, the Batman 1989 film. Smallville, Birds of Prey, Superman Returns, Green Lantern, the film, the DC Extended Universe with Ezra Miller, Lucifer, and I will say that that scene is why we ended Mm -hmm. up starting Lucifer and watching it, and we loved it. Titans, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, and Stargirl. Yeah. Which, again, it, it... I will agree. Crisis is probably their pinnacle, and they, for the most part, like, I think maybe like one or two things we just didn't like, but for the most part, it, it killed it. Yeah, I think the one quote-unquote bad thing about it was it was like you watched three of them back-to-back and then it was like, I think like a week or two in between. Something like the like, end, like the last two. I think my, like my only gripe with that is how Oliver actually died. You like, didn't like it? It didn't matter. It made no difference. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but then obviously he comes back as the Spectre, which, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I will also say that Elseworlds is a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, them switching is it was a yep. was a good time. I really did like Crisis on Earth X. Mm-hmm. And that was a good one too. And, yeah. and Invasion was was fun. It was their first really big crossover. See, I wasn't a big fan of Invasion. I liked I liked just Oliver not knowing how to deal with superpowers. Yeah. And or like superpowers of that magnitude. And yeah. like still kind of like puffing his chest. And if, anytime Oliver puffs his chest, like that's one of the recurring things. And of course, we can't not mention one of the best recurring jokes of the entire Arrowverse is every time Barry zooms John Diggle somewhere, he gets sick. 
Yes. And like to the point where I think they zoomed him into Star Labs and Cisco was there with a bucket and Caitlin was there with a bottle of water. Yeah. Just so he can throw <laughs> like they did a, a lot of good stuff. But do you, any final thoughts on the Arrowverse? Again, it it, it stinks because it's one of those it started off so strong, you know, the first three, four years maybe mm-hmm. of the Arrowverse, meaning, you know, starting with season one of Arrow and everything. And then in the past like three years, four years, it kind of it, it kind of went downhill. I, a lot of these shows, again, with the exception of probably like Arrow and maybe and, and then like Legends of Tomorrow and you could maybe possibly throw in The Flash. Like they kind of were pretty consistent, those three. Other than that, the other shows were kind of just so up and down with everything. And then I don't know. It's just, but overall, I mean, it, it's a great thing. It's sad to see it go. I'm hoping we get something in the future similar to this i think they missed a big opportunity to have Stephen amell cameo in the flash movie as the specter yeah that would have been really cool especially with uh with a movie budget where they can actually show what the specter looks like which is terrifying but i will say that the arrowverse proved that dc has the ability to rival marvel in some capacity Mm -hmm. this is a, a shared universe that went on for so long and had like it's you know same as any other franchises it had good it had bad and you know like if if it wasn't so if it wasn't all just television it could have like dc could have made this into their franchise and unfortunately they they didn't and for 11 years this the arrowverse ran and it proved like it started the bigger trend on the multiverse and where things worked and just unfortunately you know they they peaked with crisis kind of like how Marvel peaked with Endgame, and they just yeah. they had trouble recovering. But I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up. No Fan Feedback Friday because I suck, and I forgot to do it today. <laughs> I forgot today was Friday. I forgot today was Friday as well. But we will maybe we'll do one for the Arrowverse to, to put on the next episode. Yeah. But if you guys want more of our content, you can find us on our website, themisfitfaction.com. We're also on all the social media. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We're not on Thread yet, which is the new big hip thing to do. <laughs> but maybe we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But that is going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction.